Welcome to the Full Dive Gaming Podcast, bringing you a full dive of all the news, discussion, and insights you need for virtual reality gaming. This podcast is brought to you by Asterion Products. They're a top-selling company. We talk about them all the time. You've got to know them by now. They make amazing products for VR and AR, including their Aura VR headset stand. I'm Jay Brat. I'm a VR YouTuber and streamer. I am Matt Brat, a VR lover who wants to meet Astrobot in real life. <laughs> we have a very special guest here tonight. Actually, the first person I ever met when I was in VR chat a couple years ago now, but it's just when the podcast was getting started. We've got VTuber Kuno Leo. Kuno, tell our audience a little about yourself. Hello, I'm not Brat, and uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm uh, a VTuber, I guess. The V stands for very special. Very special <laughs> tuber. <laughs> well, we're doing something special here. We kind of have a hybrid podcast. Right now, Nat and I are sitting here. You can see our real life faces. But Kuno here as a VTuber is the fully present here as an avatar that has facial expressions, eye movement. And if you're not on the YouTube, I would definitely recommend checking out this episode on YouTube. Just kind of see what it looks like here. Kuno, we're super excited to have you on. Uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about the avatar you're using and how you got that? Well, you know, it all started when I was a little boy. <laughs> I live... I don't know. I mean, I, I made this avatar with a uh -huh. free software. Like, it's it's pretty simple. This is nothing fancy, really. Um, it's called V-Roid, like V-Roid Studios. It's free on Steam. If you're listening to this, you can check it out right now. Mm. And, uh, maybe, maybe I'll leave a link to it. <laughs> oh. That's cool. V, I mean, V-Roid me, makes me think your of... avatar looks so adorable. Thank you. Was it, how long did it take to make? I don't know. Maybe like five minutes. <laughs> oh, wow. Cool. Jeez. And here I am using the, my old Taffy avatar. I could have just made something better myself. <laughs> uh well, you know our podcast. We're here to keep you up to date in VR. We answer questions every week from our VR communities. We talk about some of the latest VR news and, of course, the games we've been playing. Uh, we've got some questions. So Block in our Discord asks, what is your favorite flat screen game? Kuno, do you have a favorite flat screen game? You said there's one you've been playing a lot lately. Well, I've been playing a lot of Elden Ring lately. Mm -hmm. You guys probably have never heard of it. It's pretty niche. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, I'm really into um, um, the guys who made a game uh, from software. I'm really into their games. Like, they're really good. But my all-time favorite has to be uh, the first Dishonored game. You guys heard about that one? Dishonored. Is that kind of like Call of Duty? No, 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 no. It is first person, but uh, you're like a ninja assassin guy. You oh. like old-time England during the plague and stuff. Yeah, okay. Round sneak. Cool. <laughs> it is pretty cool. It is uh, nice. That is cool. I mean, we've all seen Elden Ring. It's everywhere lately. I'm not big on those really tough games that take a lot of hours. How many hours do you think you've played so far? I mean, I've been busy working and stuff, but uh, I got almost 200 hours now. Whew. See, I can't think of very many games outside of maybe Minecraft and GTA that I've even spent 200 hours playing. Obviously Beat Saber, but yeah, there, I don't have a lot of games in my life that are super grindy and I play a lot. But I think it's cool that some people find a game and they can, it, it, you can, it allows that much time. I think that's cool. I mean, Matt, do you have a favorite flat screen? Game. It's, it's really good. I've watched some people play it, obviously. It just looks so difficult for me. It doesn't look like something <laughs> I would enjoy. <laughs> Uh, Nat, how about oh. you? Favorite flat screen? 
<sighs> I'm not good at having favorites because I like a lot of things, but um, my favorite like old school games, flat games are Spyro and Donkey Kong, probably. Donkey Kong Country, like on Super Nintendo. And I've been playing a lot of Pokemon Arceus lately. Also. <laughs> oh. What about you? Me? Yeah. I mean, I I think Minecraft, I like it better now that it's VR. And Grand Theft Auto 5 or Grand Theft Auto San Andreas are probably all some of the top games that I've played flat. I haven't played a lot of flat games in a long time, though. I've mm -hmm. played a little Arceus with Nat just because she's playing it so much. And I spent a few more hours in Stranded Deep than I would like to admit. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I'm mostly always VR now. If I'm in a game, it's usually VR. <gasps> What about Overcooked? Overcooked is fun, but I'm still trying to find a VR version, basically. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Block's other half of the question was, how many hours do each of you have in VR chat? Kuno, I'm guessing you're the reigning champion here. Do you have any idea how many hours you have? Um, I mean, I'm compared to the rest of the community. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a rookie, I think. I have like 900 hours, maybe. Something like that. Let me, let me, get, let me take a look at mine, because I'm, I'm curious. <laughs> 131 hours, but I got to admit, that's <laughs> mostly because we used to film the podcast in VR chat. So you're talking <laughs> two, two and a half hours every time because when we used to film this thing in VR, this setup was just terribly long. I have probably played about 10 hours total in VR chat. I've played a lot more Rec Room, but we'll get into that more in the news section. <laughs> Nat, I don't know if you have you ever played VR chat for fun? Uh, the first time you showed it to me, I think. I think <laughs> between that and we did a couple podcast episodes that I was a part of in VR chat. I think I've done maybe four or five hours. In yeah. VR chat. I also I saw there's to... a second question in Block's three part question that I think you missed. Oh, what? Well, what's that? Favorite flat screen first person shooter. Oh. Game. Oh, favorite and it also FPS. said, I don't care if you don't play them. Tell me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Kuno, what's if you had a first person shooter game you played a lot of? Half Life 2. Okay. Yeah, that counts. Classic. Nice. I that is classic. That I'm trying to think of the last first person shooter I played. I mean, I've played some Call of Duty and Halo with friends, but I mean, I can't say I've ever gone out of my way to play flat first person shooters. I, living in Oregon, I've shot probably more guns in real life than you know a fair portion of people and i find vr guns are just so much more fun like pointing with a freaking controller and shooting i just don't i don't see the join as much but in vr i love contractors pavlov can be really fun onward is torture but i definitely think vr first person shooters are so much better it's more like a real gun versus you know just pointing your little stick and trying to shoot something yeah i <laughs> <laughs> your little stick <laughs> this says block said i don't care if you don't play them tell me anyway so i'll have to say halo because i think that's actually the only flat first person shooter game i've ever played and that was like <laughs> yeah. in high school <laughs> one time back in the day <laughs> we got a really weird question from king shoopy here it just says nickelback question mark <laughs> kuno do you have any opinions on nickelback do you listen to nickelback over there ever i mean I mean, I, we know who they are, but I only know about them being a meme. Yeah. You know? Look at this graph. <laughs> yeah. Look at this graph. 
<laughs> well, that's one thing I gotta I gotta point that out because you say that. Like Nickelback used to be this popular band, just like any other pop band. Everyone was, you know, knew of them and kind of liked them or didn't like them, whatever. There weren't a lot of strong opinions. And until Nickelback became a meme, then it suddenly became popular to hate Nickelback. It's kind of like pineapple on pizza. Everyone was indifferent mm. towards their didn't care, but suddenly it became a meme, and all of a sudden everybody's pineapple on pizza's gross. I hate it. And Nickelback kind of became the same way. It was like it was cool. To hate Nickelback, so suddenly everyone hated Nickelback. When for a long time, no one had an opinion either way. If you didn't like it, you just switched the song. You didn't listen to it. But it wasn't like, oh, I hate them so much. They're so terrible. It was just whatever. So I don't really care. There's a few of their songs. I once in a while I might get it stuck in my head and listen to it, but I don't go out of my way to listen to Nickelback. So I do think that whole like the culture of finding it cool to hate something that people do and then everyone hates it together. I think it's kind of dumb personally. <laughs> Yeah. It's a meme. Hate. Hate. Nickelback. All right. <laughs> I have bullying. strong opinions on this, apparently. Yes. No bullying. Yeah. <laughs> our last question this week comes from Starsight on our Discord. They said, opinions on the Cambria so far. So the Cambria, if you're out there and you haven't quite heard that term, Meta announced their next headset coming, and they codenamed it Project Cambria. They haven't released very many details, except they said this is going to be a high-end headset for the high end of the market. And it potentially looks like it's AR, XR, VR. It's not, it looks like it's not just meant to be a virtual reality headset. Beyond that, all the information has come from either people leaking information, people straight up stealing information. Uh, all these different things have come out. And so that now there's these potential renders of what it looks like and all that. So my opinions, I kind of like, you know, I kind of like to wait till we have a little more grounded information than what we're looking at now. Uh, but beyond that, I may not personally be able to discuss much about it until information is actually released. So Kuno, are, have you seen any of this inside information? Do you have any opinion either way on the Cambria? I mean, the only thing I know is pretty much what everyone has been talking about. You know, you have full body thing. And like, they, they didn't they show like those uh, preview video things? Someone full body in front of a mirror and stuff like that? Yeah, we've heard some stuff about full body, which I think obviously is a, is a big attraction to someone who's in VTubing. Uh, one thing that really intrigued me was also the controllers now look like they're going to have their own inside out tracking. So the headset's not going to have to track the controllers. So that would mean if your controller goes behind your back or out of your camera zone, there it'll still track just fine. It'll have its own tracking built in, which I think is really cool. The full body stuff, I feel like it's still kind of rumors. And so I don't, I don't have any concrete facts, but I feel like if they somehow figure out how to have cameras on the front and yet it can track your full body, that's really cool. Cause I would love to play around with some full body tracking. The only time we ever tried it was at sandbox, mm, but that was really cool. Yeah. As, as someone who's partnered with meta, there may be more, but I can't, I can't talk about it anymore. So Nat, what, what do you, what do you have? What do you think? I, I, we, we've talked a little bit about the Cambria before, and I think people are worried that it's going to be super expensive mm -hmm. and not accessible for the average consumer. So that would make me kind of sad. Um, if it's only, I mean, the rumors that we've heard is that it's more going to be geared towards businesses and stuff. Um, so it might not be that, that exciting for us regular people, but um, maybe it'll be cool for all uh, the businesses that are having so many people um, do, you know, online work and stuff as we've been having more um, work from home options and stuff like that. So that could potentially be cool. 
Yeah, and Meta said it's going to be high-end. They didn't ever necessarily use the word enterprise. So I don't know if it, I don't think it's necessarily targeted towards business, but I'm guessing when they say high-end, we're going to be talking, you know, a much higher price than the Quest 2, which is very approachable. At, you can get them between two and $400 right now versus mm -hmm. this camera, probably... I'm guessing 700 to a thousand by the, by the wording they're saying is more of the price. Although, you know, a lot of people still bought valve indexes and they're a thousand bucks. So mm -hmm. maybe it will actually reach those people. Uh, we've got some stuff coming about what Meta's doing as we talk here in the news, but I got to tell you real quick about our sponsor. They keep the lights on. They keep the podcast running Asterian products. If you don't know them already, go on Amazon check out the Asterian aura. And if you decide, Hey, I want a gorgeous throne for my VR headset, you can get 10% off with code FULLDIVE10 on Amazon. Meta announced a little bit of information about their Horizon platform. So for any of you out there who don't know what Horizon is, Horizon is basically Meta's version of VR chat or of Rec Room, but it also has workrooms, which is specifically for people to do their jobs in, venues, which is where you go to concerts in and see live shows. Worlds is probably the closest piece to like VR chat. They're saying... Wow that this is going to <laughs> it's going to launch on mobile potentially and on flat screen on internet so they're really kind of going after what vr chat and rec room have already been doing for a while mm -hmm. kuno what do you think do you know anyone that plays horizon or is in horizon i mean i heard about horizon zero dawn but i mean <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a marketing um, fail right there. <laughs> Maybe they should have chosen a name that wasn't already part of a huge franchise. No, I spent but... a little time in it in beta. Uh, it's really like, uh, at least at that point, it might have gotten better, but it really felt like a worse version of Rec Room back then. User-created experiences, yeah. yeah. Have you at least seen footage of it, Kuno? I, mean, I, I don't know if it was the Horizon thing, but I tried thing on quest 2 uh -huh. and uh, i mean there were some good people in there like you could talk to and they were nice but uh but there's always you know there's no like uh at least back then there were no like what is called parent control thing uh, yeah you know a lot of kids on their mom's headset and stuff like you know do what kids do screaming <laughs> and making like screeching noises oh, but uh, i mean <laughs> It was That's pretty just like, what boring. Kids do. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> but but why? Why does it have to be like that? <laughs> well, one of the things about this Horizon platform that they're saying, because they are making a flat version of it, a version that you can use on the internet, they will actually not have to take as much of a cut for their creators who create rooms and worlds that become really popular and make money on the platform. Because if someone makes one right now on Quest there's a percentage of that that goes to the Quest 2 ecosystem. There's a percentage that goes then to the Horizon fee, and they're left with less than 50% of the proceeds from these rooms and experiences they create. And they're saying that the mobile will, or the the internet version, will allow them to give like up to 75% of proceeds from what creators are making actually to the creator. So they're trying to make a sustainable system where people who come in and create great experiences that people love, these people can actually get paid and make real money. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Fascinating. <laughs> I mean, everybody loves money. Am I right? I mean, <laughs> I, uh, like, what did you say they like to take? They take like 50, 50%. It's, it's a little cut. over 50% currently. I mean, I mean, that's how I, I wouldn't, 
I wouldn't want that, you know. You know, like fuck, I don't I don't know. I don't know what to say. <laughs> like <laughs> I, what I, it's interesting because this is kind of a new thing. You know, it used to be with Minecraft and stuff. People made these worlds because they wanted to, because they thought they were cool. And now all of a sudden we're seeing this yeah. road to people actually being able to make a career out of creating digital assets inside of a social world or a VR world, whatever you want to call it. They're trying to open these doors to people actually living their lives and making their money and doing everything they do in this. And that's kind of a first step to this real metaverse they're talking about. Is there, do you know of anything? Does VR chat, Rec Room has this now. Does VR chat in any way reward its creators who make popular rooms that people like? I mean, I don't think you like make money mm -hmm. as far as I know, but uh, there are a lot of cool like worlds, right? And uh, yeah. there was like at least one time there was this convention thing. They had like a bunch of companies like mm -hmm. showing off stuff. I remember seeing Sonic in VR mm -hmm. shed and stuff like that. And you could like ride a car. It was really detailed and nice looking. But um, Audi. <laughs> That's actually yeah, where I we met. Remember. That's where Kuno and I met the first time I was walking around the marketplace that happens in VR chat. And these big companies pay tons of money to advertise their products in there to show them off in virtual reality. Kuno helped show me around because I had no idea how VR chat even worked. And we went and rode in an Audi together and it was, you know, a horrible <laughs> the car was all jittery and everything was, it was not <laughs> like a good experience. And if that was what driving an Audi is really like, I don't want one, <laughs> but but yeah, we're seeing these different ways people are trying to figure out, like, how do we kind of monetize this virtual world? Does that mean putting up real billboards inside of virtual reality? Does that mean the people who spend the time making the the big rooms, the murder mystery game, whatever that brings people into that platform, do they reward those creators? And Rec Room has started it. We're seeing Horizon is doing it. I don't know for sure if VRChat is, but it seems like it would make sense. You know, if VRChat's making money, share some of that money. Yeah with the people who are spending the time creating it. Cause that's, what's bringing people in and making it popular. So mm. these are all steps towards the goal of what we want to see of mass adoption of virtual reality. Uh, Nat, you have any thoughts? I, I think it is nice. It, it kind of makes freaks me out thinking about like having people's whole world be in VR, you know, like mm -hmm. if someone just had their whole job was, making worlds in VR. I mean, that's cool. But like, just thinking about the future of, you know, the possibilities of people living their entire lives in VR and not having any reason to ever go into the real world. <laughs> that's kind of <laughs> freaky. But I think it's really cool that people would have the opportunity to get paid for their creative efforts. Because yeah. it's just nice when people can get paid and make their livelihood on things they actually enjoy doing and are good at doing. So... I think that's always a really nice thing to happen. Yeah, yes. I fully agree. I think that it's something where it's, I think it's good for people to get rewarded for what they make and do, but there's always that transitional time where it suddenly goes from, oh, hey, I get money for making these things in VR that I like doing to where, okay, I'm going to try and make this my career. And then people don't like it as much. And it's a lot less mm. enjoyable when you have to pay your bills off True. of your hobby versus you're making some fun spending money off your hobby. True. We're, we've, We've touched on Rec Room a little bit and what they're doing. Our other news here is actually Rec Room has announced that they have over 3 million monthly active users in virtual reality. Wow. That's a lot of people. Kuno, 
you you're more into VR, Chad. Have you played much Rec Room? I played it a little, I, I guess. What, and what is what is the VR chat opinion of Rec Room? I mean, let's get real. It looks like shit, right? And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's very I mean, cartoony looking, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like everything is there. It's just just something that doesn't feel right, you know. If you compare it to like a VR shed, you can see like you can see like Scooby Doo and Shaggy, you know, uh-huh. from Scooby Doo, and in another corner you can see like I don't know Son Goku from Dragon Ball or whatever. <laughs> but in in a rec room, everyone is like this bald guy, <laughs> with the same face, you know, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's so true. That's I know. true. I was pretty amazed when I first went in VR chat, like how good something like that could look because I had mostly only spent time in rec room and I was like, whoa. And the fact that there can be characters and stuff, it's very ready player one esque. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's definitely a whole different thing, but rec room seems to kind of work well like when you go into rooms and stuff things work and it's not all glitchy which i found sometimes happens not always but sometimes happens in vr chat and some of the rooms stuff gets a little glitchy but yeah it's definitely very different experience yeah you can tell rec room it's kind of a more closed ecosystem it has its own engine everything in it is designed you know guns that you get in rec room are guns from their paintball or from their laser Mm -hmm. tag or something so they work the way you expect where in vr chat you play like murder mystery party and you pick up this knife and the knife doesn't have its own physics it doesn't drop or fall it would stay in the air and you (laughs) you chase someone down and you try to stab them with it and when you stab them there's no like stabbing motion the person just kind of disappears or something you can tell (laughs) It's written off a lot of, I don't know what the right word is I'm looking for here, but it's not, it's not a solid engine made by VR chat that only uses its own software. It, but that that's why VR chat is so much more open to everything. You can make anything, you can bring anything into VR chat or with rec room, it really restricts you. You're forced to make your avatar out of what they say your assets are that you can choose. You're forced to decorate with your pen that's in rec room. And if you want to make something like a little Pikachu costume, you can do it by taking a bunch of yellow balls and putting some brown balls on that. And it's never going to look quite right because it's not really a Pikachu. It's one you've basically hand drawn using their assets. So it is very different. But because of that, rec room gets a lot of these active monthly users we're talking about here because there's so many games and it's so much more user friendly. You Mm. You don't have to know how to code and how to do other things had a 3d design to go build something in rec room that works because it has its own pen. It makes it easy for you where with VR chat, you might be doing, you might be doing the full work of a computer programmer to make your own world and room in it. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, VR chat is extremely, it's, it's limitless. It feels like when you're in VR chat where in rec room, there's a lot of limits, but everything works a little better. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's why meta is kind of going the, rec room route for their horizons Mm -hmm. worlds because horizon worlds because it's more user-friendly and anyone could you know hop in there and create something without having a lot of knowledge of programming and all that kind of stuff yeah last time i was in horizon i did notice it seemed like it was more adult 
I feel like alt space is kind of the same way. Like if you really wanted um, to find a lot of grownups, those were kind of the apps grown-ups. where rec room, <laughs> you know, honestly, it's a lot of kids. Yeah. And then VR chat, I feel like you get the edgy teenagers. So it can be hard to find <laughs> your place, your place where you belong. <laughs> what do you think? Is that a fair assessment or am I, am I wrong, Kuno? I mean, I'm pretty right. <laughs> what a, I mean, I, I, I'm not a edgy teen myself, but, uh, <laughs> but you know, I don't play VR chat that much anymore sometimes, <laughs> but, uh, like nowadays, like you go into any room, every world has a mirror mm-hmm. and you can see like a bunch of like anime girls sitting and looking at themselves. That's pretty much what a uh, VR chat boils down to. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that was a big thing when I, um, first tried out VR chat is like everyone's just standing in front of him. You're like, <laughs> look at me. I'm a girl. I don't <laughs> get it. I really don't. I tried to, I tried to like stand in front of the mirror and move around. I, I just, it never clicked for me. Why people like have well, this weird appeal. Your avatar was not an anime girl. So maybe that's why. I, I think I tried switching <laughs> one just to see, you know, see if it, <laughs> if it did some crazy thing in my mind that made me feel disconnected or felt like, oh, wow, in the mirror. But yeah, I never quite grasped that side of VR chat. We're like the talking to people, the hanging out, the going, seeing fun rooms. I get all that. But the mirror part, I don't know. It, it's beyond me. <laughs> Speaking of a uh, disconnect thing. Have you guys ever had like the phantom touch thing, whatever they call it? I've heard about it. I've seen people supposedly use it. I I feel like it's it's I mean it's a placebo effect, and I'm not saying that to trash it. Placebo effects are very powerful. The mind's power over the body is you know unmatched. But I think that there's a degree of people kind of getting it, and I think there's a degree of people playing it up. For those out there listening, if you don't know what that is, that's saying that if someone were to come up to your VR avatar and touch your VR avatar with their VR hand, you would feel it in real life. You would notice that feeling, even though you have no sensors, nothing that's actually making that feeling, you would just feel like it actually happened. I don't see that I could develop that or would ever have that happen. I think maybe I'm just not as, I don't know what what personality traits you have to have for that to work on you, but I haven't. Have you, Kuno? I mean... Every time I put on a headset, I get the phantom touch thing. <laughs> literally, I, I'm not kidding. Every time I put the headset on, it always feels like there's like one strand of hair right at my nose, you know? <laughs> there probably is. And there's probably a hair stuck in your <laughs> facial hair face. The, the, the thing is, like, I try to use my finger to remove it. I'm like, oh, God, I had to take off the whole thing and there's nothing there. I'm like, I... Let me try to blow on it, put it back on, and and it's still there. I mean, literally, like, it can't be us me, right? <laughs> I, think, I think that's like when you don't have your cell phone in your pocket and you definitely feel your cell phone vibrate, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's kind of like that. Do you get the thing, though, if someone comes up and, like, strokes your arm in VR, do you no. feel like... You know, no. <laughs> no, I never had it. <laughs> so like, that's... that's... <laughs> like, why would I, like... I don't, I don't know, I'm like... I guess I was too cool for that stuff, but <laughs> like it, it can be like pretty uncomfy. I guess someone is like, oh. oh gosh, oh gosh, you're like, get away from me, man. <laughs> so it's like you feel, you can feel like the presence of a person and like feel them getting like in your personal space, but not necessarily feel like the actual sensation of someone touching you. No, 
No, but that's what these people are claiming who believe in fandom touch. They're saying that this there you can hold hands and with your avatars and it feels like you're feeling another person's hand touch you. And I'm I'm sure there's some sort of scientific explanation where your brain eventually starts to think, okay, this virtual avatar of mine is really me. And I'm feeling I'm, it. it's yeah. <laughs> I'm feeling my own hand right now. Whoa. <laughs> I, oh my goodness. I do wonder if like if people spent enough time perhaps because there's like the the like phantom limb thing, like people that have lost limbs feeling like they can feel the pain still, or like they have like experiment things they've done where like you have like a mirror or something next to your arm. And then you have an arm that's, like, not your actual arm. And someone, like, hits it or something. And people, like, feel the pain from it. Because their brain thinks that's their actual arm. So I feel like there could definitely be some potential of that actually happening to some people. I'm just not sure, like, why or when or how many people that would happen to. I'm sure it's a small percentage. And I'm sure there's different degrees to what causes it. But I spent 10 straight days in VR. And by the end of it, my body was not like, oh, this is your real body now. Like, the weird thing, I started to associate virtual faces with like real mm -hmm. faces. My body, my brain started trying to analyze virtual faces as if they were real. It started like looking for emotional cues in them because it was all I saw for <laughs> 10 straight days was virtual faces. Uh, and so, yeah, I think eventually you could get to the point where your, your brain rewires a bit, but I don't think until we have good haptics, I don't think you're going to have a lot of that real feeling that's going to drag you into it. So mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> we got, we got, we're, we're kind of just gotten into games because the news is all about games this week but we got to talk to you about some specific vr games and what kuno here enjoys so one last time i gotta tell you our sponsors Asterian products they got great products i use their vr mat out in the garage or in my play area when i play vr and it's the only one out of all the vr mats i've tested that i'm okay with being barefoot on because it doesn't stick to <laughs> if you want to go on asterianproducts.com and check them out you can use code full dive for five dollars off any order 19.99 or more on their website check them out there kuno we've, we've kind of already touched on it vr chat and your experience there you're also telling me about you've been playing some audio trip and I'm not even sure I know what Audio Trip is. Can you kind of give us a synopsis of the game? Look, imagine Beat Saber mm -hmm. without the saber. Uh-huh. Okay, just That's your hands. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> I was like sitting here waiting. I was like, did, did, he, did he glitch out? Did he, did he disappear? <laughs> Beat Saber without the saber. So is it yeah. a punching action then? Like, they they have like, um, like, you have balls on your hands and you're supposed to like touch them and... There's like another action you can like hit the drums with the same colors and stuff. And mm. it's and they have walls like uh, in in a Beat Saber. I, I really started playing it recently. I had it for a while, but uh, they got like cardio mode. Mm -hmm. Like play three songs and and you and you wish you hadn't. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? like. But it's pretty nice. Like you 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 work up a sweat and stuff. It's. It's really fun. Like, I don't know if they have custom songs, but they have like uh, you know a few recognizable songs, like uh, the Gangnam Style, the Lady mm. Gaga song, I think, and like I don't know. By your oh, description, the f the first thing that comes to mind is Synth Riders. Do you know of Synth Riders? Is it similar to that? I couldn't tell you. 
<laughs> synth riders, you have like balls as your hands, but instead of like hitting targets, you're more like riding oh, the awesome. rails kind of like you, you'll see these rails and you have to like keep your hand in place. So you end up kind of like, you end up kind of dancing if you had your own, you know, moves to it or something, but it's, it's not as beat saber as in you're not doing as much punching or swinging. It's more of like a flowing that you do in synth riders. So I'm wondering if audio trip is a bit more like that. No, I think I think it's actually pretty much like that. To be honest, like in audio trip, you have like um, like you have take your hand on one of those balls, but then there's like you know this big string you have to follow, like mm. stuff like that. You know? Yeah, so it definitely. I think it then sounds very yeah. Very it's also like a, like a dance dancing kind of game. You can like um, have it turned off, but like um, you know you stand still in a place and they come towards you, but then you can have like a golden silhouette of a person dancing, kind of like oh this is how you're supposed to oh. dance, you know. But uh, I mean I f find it distracting. I just want to punch the balls, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to punch, punch balls. That's it. I want to punch the nuts. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, looking it up, it looks like there is a custom song editor, and it definitely looks very synth writers ish. I'm curious which one came first because I see that Audio Trip won one of the best dance game awards of 2019, and I'm not sure synth writers mm -hmm. has been out that long. So maybe synth writers is actually the copy. I don't know. Uh, you've, you've been playing it some, what do you think? Does it have the mileage? Are you going to be able to play it a lot? Or does this feel like you might do 50 hours and never go back? I mean, I think they add songs like every now and then, you know, mm -hmm. and if they have custom songs, I mean, that, that's a game you can come back to, you know, like uh, beat saber, mm -hmm. I mean, beat saber is kind of iconic, you know, it's easy to get the hang up, but, uh, audio trip is like even easier if you ask me. Like, you don't have to cut stuff, but you don't have to, like, you know, when you when you have to do this with your hand in you know, a <laughs> beat to get, like, get those fast ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. The quick notes. What do you it's think, Nat? Is this something you want to... on your shoulders. I'm just thinking about... Yeah. Because sometimes when I play, like, a lot of Beat Saber, my shoulders are, like, super, super sore. This one seems like it would be a little easier on the shoulders also playing audio trip like you get sore all over so it's like mm. balancing it out you know what i mean okay so more more like full body that's nice like, at least for me i play like they have like ec normal expert and then like cardio mode mm. and in cardio mode it's like you need to like move a lot you know, it's cardio. Nice. I feel like I want to try that. It sounds pretty cool. It is cool. It's always nice to try different because I feel like I get kind of in a rut with the like movement games. Like I do like Beat Saber or Supernatural and I kind of forget there's like lots of other options out there. Oh, true. And kind of back to what we were talking about earlier, though, I feel like a lot of these games are going to really hit their stride when we get the body tracking, when we get the mm. feet. Because, you know, True. yes, it's encouraging you to dance and move around. But, like, if you don't have to hit targets with your feet, a lot of people are just going to stand there and use their arms and move around. Yeah. So I feel like once they add, okay, you got to hit your foot on this side and your foot on that side and you're actually moving back and forth, like, that's going to really take a lot of these games, like maybe Audio Trip, Synthrise, to the next level. Because... 
it's one thing if you're real if you're someone who just gets into music and dances these games are probably for you if you're someone who's just gonna probably hold your hands where the notes are and you're not gonna really get into it and try hard it it may not feel as exciting or as like as much exercise where for me like when i play beat saber it's a pretty full body thing i'm moving a lot i'm really swinging for them my moving your hips apparently God dang it. I, I thought I'd beat you to it. I thought if I said something first, you might not bring it up. You know? <laughs> yeah, I get a lot of comments about my hip movements when I'm in Beat, yeah. beat Saber. So, yeah, I, I think that that's exciting. Audio Trip, well, maybe we'll have to check it out, Nat, because I, I tried Synth Riders and I found it just was too easy, I felt like. Like, I was just, I was already on, like, the hardest level the first time I played, and it just wasn't as exciting to me as Beat Saber. But maybe Audio Trip does it a little different. Maybe I'll like it better than Synth Riders. It's cool it they have a cardio hard. mode. Sounds fun. The cardio mode is, like, if you ask me, it's, like, easy, normal, cardio expert in difficulty. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. like, like, um... For example, like in the, all the other modes, like the notes are here. In cardio, they like spread it out a little, you know, mm-hmm. to make you move a bit more. It's pretty fun. And then you hate your nice. life and wish you hadn't done it, like you said. <laughs> <laughs> like you're just filling your headset up with sweat and it's getting everywhere. <laughs> I feel like we need better VR cardio equipment, like gear. Like I feel like there's not a lot out there, and somebody, some company needs to step up and make. Stuff that's like specifically for VR exercise. Yeah. Yeah. There's a huge market for it. We just need to make it happen. Something that'll do better. Uh, Kuno, I want to say a huge thank you for you coming on here and chatting with us. It's been really, really, it's really unusual to have like a full on VTube going on when I'm not in VR myself. Cause it's like, I feel like I'm okay. I'm actually talking to this avatar. This avatar's looking around and moving. So if you didn't check it, the podcast on YouTube this time, I would recommend definitely <laughs> check it out there. Uh, Kuno, where can people find more about you? If they hear this and they want to come check out your channel, see you YouTube, where do they go? YouTube. You're, you're Kuno Leo. <laughs> yeah. What else? Like, are... like, okay. Kuno Leo. I'm on, I'm, on, I'm not on Kuno Leo. I'm on YouTube. <laughs> Uh-huh. Kuda Leo, my name, just put it together into one word. There we go. And I'm on <laughs> Game Yolt, and I'm on SoundCloud. You're on, what's, Ooh, what's that SoundCloud. second one you mentioned? I don't know that I heard of. Game Yolt? They, yeah, that's where I put my games. Oh, I make games. cool. Awesome. Yeah, see, Kuno does a lot more than just play games. Make games, make songs, make music. There's a track floating around somewhere out there by Kuno about me, if you want to go try and seek that one out and see if you can find it. Find it on Spotify. Wait, what? That song is on Spotify? Are you kidding me? (laughs) Just just look up F-A-K-K-I-N-G Nice. (laughs) N-A-G-S Oh my god, I had no idea. Nice. <laughs> I had no nice. idea that was on there. Oh and my are you gosh. are you Kuno Leo on all of those platforms? Yes. Cool. It is me. I'm Kuno. <laughs> Kuno, Kuno Leo. Leo. That's my name. Fifteen thousand <laughs> subscribers on YouTube. Uh, what a million listens on SoundCloud. I have no idea. <laughs> I didn't even know I, you were I on SoundCloud. I want to go look this up. I mean, up. not a lot of people do. So <laughs> <laughs> I will not be sending your song of me to my parents though. That will not be happening. <laughs> well, if Why you're not? out there and you want to find Kuno, uh, 
I'll leave links in the description to all of Kuno's different spots and maybe, maybe that song. I don't know. I'll think about it. Uh, come hang out in our Discord server too. If you haven't already joined it, you've been thinking about it. I'm not sure if Kuno's joined our Discord, but maybe he's going to after this. You can ask questions here that you can I'm get lurking. answered like, like the Nickelback question mark. You can ask a, a huge question like that and get us to answer on the podcast. <laughs> And you can chat about all things VR with us. So I want to say, if you're listening, consider watching. If you're watching, take us anywhere and listen. And uh, Nat, what do they got to do if they're considering VR? I have to always say, because we don't have this, oh, yeah. that we say. <laughs> but it would be really helpful if anyone wanted to rate, review, subscribe. We'd really appreciate it. It really helps the podcast. And if you want to get into VR, you just have to dive on in. Dive on in. Dive on in.